and I'm just going to say it. If you're a millennial and you're listening to this podcast, we thank you. <laughs> Indeed. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you like that? I, know, I like that. That's good. That's good. Welcome into a new episode of Get Fiddles and Paradiddles. My name is Chris. My name is John. And John, we have made it to episode 49. I think, I, you know, right, right before we jumped into here, we were uh, we were talking, oh, this is going to be episode 48. And I was like, oh, wait, this is episode Hang on 49. a second. 49. Obviously, it, uh, it makes a difference because we're excited to get to episode 50. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We, got, we got a special one for 50, but yeah, um... Congratulations, Chris, on your 49th podcast. 49th. 49. It doesn't feel quite as strong as 50. Guys, next episode, that's the strong episode. This one, I don't know. We're going to see. Yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see how this goes. Chris is a little under the weather, but yes, I am. He, my, the my daughter, the man, the man yeah. is a machine. He's a machine. So he's 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 going to plow right through this for yeah. for the peoples of the our peoples. Of podcasting yeah, uh, yeah. world. Our listening daughter gets sick too often, as you guys probably know. The kids get sick. Then oh, they're germ factories, man. They are, man. Good Lord, little, man. Little they just pass dishes. around doo doo particles and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> just just walking petri time. dishes. Yes. I tell her all the time. I'm like, quit playing with kids. Just quit playing with kids. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, Am I supposed yeah. to just like not talk to people? I was like, Just listen. If you've gotten used to social distancing at this point, this is what you're going to do all the time. Just social right. distance all the time, all and you won't get time. sick. Yeah, it's it's like a button. If you turn it on, then you have to hit the button to turn it off. We'll see. Mm. When you hit the button, it stays on, right? Yep. But yep. yes, it, they they are they are foul, disgusting creatures. These they kids, are. they are. But we love, we love them. We love them. Yeah, they're gross. So here I am, uh, sick but, because yeah, of them. that's all right though. That's all right, man. You're you're yep. you're uh, you're a man's man, Chris. <laughs> you're a man's man. Well, John, let's get into this one. Um, yeah, this is this is this is something we need to, uh, I think, probably dive deeper into. Yes. Um, on our previous episode, if you guys have not listened to it, please go back and listen to that episode. It was titled "Did COVID Kill the Touring Musician?" Strong, weighty title. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the title definitely does justice to the content within the podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So during that episode, we talked a lot about the negative impact that COVID had starting, say, February, March of 2020. The impact that it had on touring musicians like John and I, and like so many countless other musicians, and um, some of the the mental stuff that John and I went through, which we're going to discuss in this podcast, um, episode. Um, and more specifically towards the end of it, John and I started talking about how ways that, you know, we, we pivoted towards what we're doing now. And, um, we thought we would just jump on the back of this, this last episode and really kind of go deeper into that and and talk about, you know, what are some of those, some of those things, because we actually have people reach out to us and say, Hey, like, give me some tips, help me understand what you did. And, um, you know, I think there, there's probably more people out there 
that are trying to figure this out, just like John and I had to do. Um, we went through this process. There's so many people that are like, Hey, like here, I, I was a touring musician or I played for this, you know, this, you know, band or this artist. And now said artist has decided to quit because no gigs are paying the way they used to, or the venues aren't open anymore or whatever. So yeah, a lot of people are having to pivot and it's not easy. It definitely takes a different shift in, in your mindset. Yeah, and it does, man. And it's like, you want to talk about all of a sudden too. It's not like, you know, they handed out manuals and they're like, okay, here's the manual on how to handle a pandemic. Right. You know? So, um, you know, it, 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 it literally was a pivot that you had to do. And, um, first of all, I think I want to say on my end, like if you still want to go out and play live, you know, there, that is, listen, that's what, that's what you're supposed to do as a musician, you know, mm -hmm. ultimately, um, is play live. But, you know, as you get older and you do it for a while, you know, and you kind of, you get, you get it taken away from you. You have to really think about like, okay, what else? If this, if this road has been blocked off, well, I got to figure out how to keep this train going or the car, excuse me. So I'm going to have to find another way to go. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what, you know, um, ultimately that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it wasn't honestly, and it just, it wasn't playing live anymore. You know, that's really not like what I wanted to do, you know, musically at that right. point, I think. And I had to have a long, hard conversation about, you know, to myself about that. But point being, you know, there is no better way to get good as a musician than to be in a band and play shows. Absolutely. And just play. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to lose sight of that. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's a great, great call out. Um, and I got off on a rant and I could have just said that real quick and just made my point, but no, that's all right. I mean, anytime anyone's asked me like, how did you get so, yeah. How did, like, how did you get so good as a musician? Sometimes they're not asking you about your chops. They're asking you about how you became such a good player. And the only way to become a good player right. and the all encompassing is word player play. is you got to play, right? You got to play with everyone. When someone's like, Hey, you want to come play Friday night? Yes. You say yes to yes, every gig. You pack your stuff, you go. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's what you do. And you become a really good player. So uh, John, yeah, let's get into this episode where we just, we're just going to unpack this from, like I said, the tail end of episode 48. Yep. I think so. And um, yeah, let's, let's talk about how we pivoted. You guys hang tight and we'll be right back. All right, so John, let's talk about yes, ways Chris. to pivot. Let's talk. Let's, let's spend some positivity around this. But I think before Shall we get we? super happy and positive, uh, let's let's provide some context a little bit. So John and I, of course, we went through this this whole thing and it, the reasoning behind these these episodes, and um, it was kind of a dark. Maybe I should, should remove that word. Kind of, it was a dark time for John and I because we we experienced what everyone else experienced was just the the removal of your day to day life. You know, your livelihood, your way of making money, your way of continuing to play, keep your chops up, be out there, find the next gig, blah blah blah. Um, 
it bled over so much that we stopped podcasting in 2020. I think yeah, we only we published did. three episodes in 2020. Yep. And um, it was tough. So It was very tough, man. I mean, we had many conversations on the phone, Chris, you know, yep. as we do still to this day, you know, mm-hmm. but it was definitely different. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was different. Well, I think to, 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 we'd provide a little context, you know, about mm-hmm. maybe our thought process. Um, I think there's a mental health component to it where, yeah, for you know, sure. Trying, wading through that stuff. Like, you know, um, my worry all the time is that, you know, it's still, it still weighs on me a little bit, you know, am I making the right decisions, mm-hmm. uh, when I turn down gigs, when I, or when I pass up gigs, uh, might right. be a better way to say it. Right. Um, I think, I think that's what you're doing, Chris. You're passing them up as opposed mm-hmm. to turning them down. Yeah. Um, so some of that still weighs on me a little bit, but John, um, I feel like John has a, a better way of framing this up because he spent a long time, uh, playing with so many different artists. He, he has more experience when he said earlier, you know, playing live, if we were to total that up, John's got me in spades on that. Um, so I, I really feel like John, you know, our, our experiences was, were different, even though they were equal mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, yes. so if you would speak to that a little bit, I think it'd be very helpful. Yeah. So, um, I guess, and I won't, I'll, I'll try not to get too long winded about this. Um, so I ended up, um, after I got out of music school, um, which was in 2002, yeah, 2002, graduated from Atlanta Institute of Music. Um, thought I was gonna be a rock star, but there was no rock star waiting for me. <laughs> I had a rude awakening, right? You know, it's like I'm going to this music school. You know, I'm gonna get something. I'm gonna get somebody's gonna discover. No, yeah. you have to do just what you do at any profession. You have to network, earn your way, pay your dues, all that stuff, right? That's you know, very rarely does it happen, you know, where you just come out of school and you're just super successful, at least where I was at. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, graduated music school, 2002. Um, uh, my first like real gig gig was a big, big corporate band, you know, 10 piece corporate band. I mean, you know, Uh, I'm sure everybody in the podcasting world who are musicians, if you don't know what a corporate slash wedding band is, they're basically like top 40 covers and you play to corporate events, weddings, and it pays you really well and you play a lot. Um, so that was like my first gig gig, man. And, um, ended up doing that for a while and right i would say gosh chris it's hard to keep up when you get old (laughs) i would (laughs) say anyway a few years after that i ended up meeting this young kid and uh he literally was a kid at the time and you know we hit it off and started writing songs together and you know was with him off and on for gosh, probably 10, 11, 12 years, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, had, a had a lot of high hopes, right. Um, had a lot of big things that we, you know, had planned. We, we did a little bit, we had a little bit of success, you know, and, but ultimately 
you know, what I got to the point of, you know, I just felt like I was spinning my wheels as an art, as a guitar player, not as an artist, but just as a guitar player. Right. right. Cause it's like, it's not necessarily the music that I like to play, but it's what I'm hired to play. Right. Right. You know, that, well, I was going to give a small, small bit of context yeah, since I know yeah, this, yes. this about, about John, I know about this situation with John, uh, the band and the artist he's talking about. And it's not necessarily the music, um, that bring it's not the music that brings you to this kind of decision making. It's it's whether or not the reward is worth the time you're putting into it anymore. Is the juice worth mm. the squeeze, Chris? There, you go. there it is. Right. And that's kind of that's ultimately what you know, um that was how that you know everything came to pass, how it came to pass. But it, it just everything got to the point to where it was just you know, I felt like that can't just be it for me musically. There's got to be something else, you know, and even still, man, like the, you know, all, that was just, those were the gigs, right? Mm-hmm. Like this pop country stuff, Chris, right? You know, everybody well, it just happens the, to be, they, it happens to be geographically where we are too, you know, like right. those gigs are just so prominent here in Georgia, even this, just this like Southeast, you know, if you just like are here in this region, that's, that's just what's going to pay them the best. Right. You know, and that's, that was good for me because everybody needed the rock guy in the country band, you know, and that's what I brought to the table. And, you know, eventually I was able to, you know, really hone in my, uh, BGVs, which is background vocals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, which was another element that I brought to the table that, you know, up my ante, you know, um, so, um, throughout that whole process, man, I got so much better as a player, uh, as a person, all of it, you know, I mean, for one, you know, when you're with somebody for that long, you know, you just fucking, excuse my language, you just mature. Yeah. Chris. All right. You just mature as a, as a person, you know, you get older experiences, get married, have kids, whatever. Um, but I just, you know, it's one of those things to where it got, uh, I just went into this, um, kind of real, uh, honest place with myself and said, self, mm-hmm. this is, this is the gig. Like you, you're going to be the rock guy in the country band. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's what we got for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, um, we talked to management, John and, we need a rock guy in the country band. This is what we got for you. You know, so that was kind of going to be my lane and I just don't, you know, it's just, you know, that's not really, um, just kind of my heart wasn't in that kind of thing anymore. Right. Right. So that's where one of the things that was kind of eating at me on top of, you know, pandemic hits, all the gigs are gone. Yeah. So I'm already like, I, I, you know, everything is like coming, coming to head, right? Everything is just coming to the boil for me. You know, um, I'm just kind of spinning my wheels over here, but I'm playing, I'm gigging out, right? Playing, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's just, it's the same it's like groundhog day, like the movie, man, you know, yeah. every, every time we, we, we played. 
Um, and I just was like, what am I doing? What, what do I do? I want to do this. You know, is this what I want to do? And, and, and chase that, that dragon. And, you know, is that really my lot in life? I guess Mm -hmm. musically. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that's kind of where the, that was the, the hardest thing for me to deal with was having to deal with both of those truths at the same time. Right. Right. That it was time for me to figure something else out to do, you know? And I think a lot of people, Chris, probably (laughs) had to figure something something else out to do too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it would be, it would be, um, I don't know how, if they could, or if they could compile a statistic, but like, it would be, really interesting to see like, like regular gigs where you could go, whether it be a restaurant or a venue, wherever, wherever people were playing music. I don't care if it's a dude on a cajon, mm-hmm. right. You know, doing Gregorian chant on a freaking ca- <laughs> cajon. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So you compile a list and how many of those venues are still around how many of them how many of them were there having music and fast forward to now right it would be interesting to to see it would it, it's it's more than you know you know it's more than half yeah you right. know it's like 60 70% are not doing live music anymore right and i and i'm i'm doing hand gestures like people mm-hmm. can see me only chris can see me but <laughs> i'm going to illustrate it so imagine one of those little charts you see like one of those little echocardiogram, right? And the thing just dips all the way to the bottom, just out of nowhere. That's basically what I'm talking. That's what I'm doing with my hand. Yeah. I mean, it it, it probably dipped all the way to zero and then had to try to figure out how to recover. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So you got no more gigs. I'm kind of doing a gig that really ain't doing it for me anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and just just a in a what am I doing here kind of moment in life, you know? And it was hard for me to it was hard for me to swallow that pill, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I but think that, you know the to, proverbial to just, but. Yeah, the proverbial but. Let me let me just jump in for a second. I think that for anyone that puts as many hours as you and I did into honing our craft continually now, even still honing our craft, um, putting it out there and having some taste of success and then kind of coasting along until you see another hot streak of success. Um, it definitely changes you when you feel like the hot streaks are never coming back. Oh, so your future is basically yeah. just coasting. You know, if we put that yeah. kind of analogy on it, you coast for a while. That's good, Chris. You yeah. play some of the small gigs, and then the big gigs come mm-hmm. along, and the Nashville things happen. You're like, okay, cool, this is great. And then maybe those change. You, you're fine with going back to coasting because the big stuff will come back. But um, if all that's ahead of you is coasting, then the decisions a is, is hard, and it's and right. it's very a it's a very somber way to to think about it. But it's really true. It is, man. I mean, that's a, you, you touched on a very, um, reality based, uh, uh, assessment of what, 
of what, you know, I experienced. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you know, like I said, a lot of it too, Chris, it's just without getting too, in, too much into the weeds, but you know, you just, you grow older, you mature, your priorities are different, right? You know, I mean, you know, I, I was, you know, fortunate to really find a good day gig, man, that I ain't got to chase. I just got to be there. Yeah. At 745 <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. and work till 430, you know, mm-hmm. and do what I do. And it's awesome, you know, um, and it's providing me the, the capital I need to do what I'm doing now and to finance what I'm doing now. So right. it's all cyclical, man. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all for, for, this is no coincidence, people. So I think that now, thank God, I'm, I'm, I'm in this position. I can see that. But when you're in that, it's hard. You're, you know, that's why people, you know, mental health is a real, you know, this is really kind of, you know, I mean, I don't want to sound like a snowflake. You know, we're hard. Okay. Me and Chris are hard. We come from a different generation. Okay. Very true. Very true. Right. And I'm just going to say it. If you're a millennial and you're listening to this podcast, we thank you. <laughs> Indeed. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you like that? Uh, I like that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but we're just different. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we came up different. We didn't have social media, right? Yep. Growing yep. up. So we're just, we're just, we're just kind of wired different, right? So when you start getting into these um, age differences and these age gaps, right, um, you know, your priorities change, okay? Yeah. And yeah. that's just what happened for me. Yeah. Um, my, my, my priorities changed and they shifted and I wanted to do um, stuff that I, you know, it that, that I wanted to do basically, right? And we can you know, call back the, the check in the boxes episode, which we've done many times, you know, um, to me, there's only one box I'm checking and that's the music mm-hmm. check. Boom. If that checks, I'm ready, ready to go. Yep. Every, everything, everything else. Well, maybe people, cause I kind of don't like people. <laughs> that's part of, of getting older too. <laughs> yeah, you like it less than totally people. Just God, that is just, that is, I'm, that's how you know when you're getting old. When you say I don't like people, that's that's when you know age is coming for you. But my, my dad, you know what I'm saying, I, Chris. I right? To take my dad to a concert probably five years ago. Okay, and of course I love he's you, old. Ron Mathis. Yes. If you're listening to this, I'm sure he is. And it was you. like it was one of these things. I was like, Dad, we should yeah. go see this band. And you know, I'm excited. I'm like, I'm gonna take my yeah. dad to see yeah. the show. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, but you gotta like be around all those people. <laughs> <laughs> I totally hear him say that. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with people. And That's I was a like, good boy. But the band, and he's like, no, he's like, uh, thanks though. Yeah. Thanks. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> I'm gonna pass. Yeah. <laughs> but I totally but, get but, it. I really do. The man has a point. I mean, yes. he's on to something. So yeah, yeah. I, I do. The point being, it just you know, I just started entering to a different season of my life. So, you know. It, and, and, and it's like, 
I, th- I don't. I, th- I guess it's like a lyric in a song, man. You know, I just everybody. I just got accustomed to people kind of knowing me for music, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, but you worked hard to be known for music, right? That's the other part. Oh like, yeah, you, you kind of. Oh, want I did. That, though there's an ego that's happening there. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, John's a guitar player. Like he's a professional guitar player. And you throw that word professional in front of you're like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm professional because I've been working my ass off all my life, and I want you to call me a professional guitar player now you're not a professional guitar player. So what happens? Exactly. And we, we talked about it on the phone, Chris, many, mm-hmm. many, a many a night, many a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know. I didn't know what I was going to do. Honestly, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, but the proverbial, but, and usually things like this for me, usually it's just like a, it's, you know, it, it's, it's divine is what it is. Okay. It's divine intervention, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's like a switch went off in my brain. Well, I'll say this. I know, I know John really well. He knows me really well. And to, to jump on what he said earlier about us being kind of coming from a harder generation, I think that part of coming from a harder generation is that you're, you're willing to make the hard decisions and they mm-hmm. feel like an epiphany sometimes. They do to me. They feel like an epiphany. But I think that that's part of just of our upbringing where it's like, you know, if this isn't going to work, I'm going to have to move on to something else. I can't just sit in this forever. Yes. You got to move on to something else. And if it's a light switch, if that's the, the phrase you want to put on it, but it, the epiphany thing makes me go, that's just part of our instinctual being, how we were brought up. You know, it's like, okay, enough of this time to move on. Right. And I think that, that that's kind of something that maybe we got from the boomers. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Is the, that, that work ethic, if you will. I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah that maybe. Might, I mean, but, but we never be. saw our dads or even our moms, like we never saw them be like, boo hoo, woe is me. You know, like they were always like Mm-mm. head down. Not in, in front of us. Uh-uh. No, not in front of yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's, I mean, you know, we're not trying to be pretentious, but I think that that is, I think everybody would agree on that. Even the millennials. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening. Um, <laughs> it, it, um, you know, it's, that's a, that's a great way to s- summarize that Chris is that we just, you got to move on. You can't spin your wheels. Yeah. yeah. If it ain't working, then okay. Yep. Well, what's, what's great is that there, there can be a lot of positivity out of this. And with the, the amazing things that the internet does for us, that the networking part of it is, is great, you know? And so John has been able to establish a home studio. I've been able to establish Mm -hmm. a home studio where Mm -hmm. he and I can write music individually and then come together and collectively create without having to be in the same space. So if we can do that with each other, of course, anyone else can, but it also means that people can reach out to us. We can reach out to them. And it requires that, that positive mindset to say, okay, I can still be known as a musician, but John and I, as we've, as we've talked about in previous episodes, the, the playing on the stage doesn't mean that that's the end all be all for you to be known as a professional musician. It just isn't Mm -hmm. that way anymore. Uh, Mm -hmm. we live in a different time and the internet makes it so. And we, we get to, to say, yes, I'm a professional musician. It's not as clean cut as, oh, well, who do you play for? It's not like that anymore. You do have to maybe explain yourself a little more than you want to, but it's still there and it's still viable. And finding those avenues to pivot to is amazing. 
Yes, but make no mistake about it, people. If major label artist insert here called us and gave us a week with their material, we go out I'm there shaking and kick my their head ass. Big. I'm shaking my head big yes right now. <laughs> like right, yeah. we would go out there and we would have the gig. That's basically what it, what it would equal to. Mm-hmm. Unless it was like an Ingve cover band, I can't do that stuff. But uh, you know what I'm saying. I just don't want to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> But like insert major label country artist here. Yeah. yeah. Like, or hey, pop. You know, one of my pop, dreams what, is to always play like in a pop band like Katy Perry yes. or something. Oh my God. That'd be right. so fun. <laughs> right. Um we would we would do just fine. Mm-hmm. Chris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So make no mistake about that. And and I don't want to mistake the the hours that you have to put in and the sacrifices you have to make to, you know, um, hone in your craft. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the only way to really get, like John said at the beginning of this episode to, to get to that place is to spend those hours playing with other people. Um, and I mean, mean, just, and I'm sorry, Chris, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, just the hours played, man, hours played. Okay. You're, you're playing, you're playing at a Mexican restaurant. You're playing at a small club. You're playing at a festival. You're playing at a private party. You're playing at a frat party. Okay. It does. If you're playing a show, okay. And you're playing with somebody else and you're playing songs. Okay. And you're getting applause. Okay. You're playing. Okay. That's it. Right. So those are cumulative. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those are going to add up. And if you are, if you're, and Chris, I don't necessarily think you have to have like God given talent per se, but you have to be able to play your instrument a little bit. But if Mm -hmm. you have that kind of work ethic, you'll do fine. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But make no mistake about it. Like you have to play. Like, that's how you get good is you have to play shows. You have to play with people. You have to play at the coffee shop. You have to play at the friend's party. You got to play. Just play. You got to play. Right. Yep. That's how, that's how you really get good. So I want I want to asterisk that in there with, yeah. with all of this. Yeah. 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 There's, there's the, the caveat, so to speak. Um, I mean, so I'm, I'm sorry. I totally just interrupted your train of thought no, it's before you were going, but I just wanted to make sure. Cause like, you know, we talked about this before, but like you, there's no substitute for that. So mm-hmm. we digress. Very true. Very true. Um, well, luckily, <laughs> I mean, there's uh it seems that if, if you look at the bands that we follow, if you look at just those bands that we follow, whether they're big bands, medium sized bands, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It seems that they're having more and more success with touring um, in the last six months. And the thing that I'm going to take away from this as, as John and I've went through this process and so many other people have is that what it did is it made us better at making hard decisions, branching out mm-hmm. into areas that we had wished we had done before. I mean, there were so many times yep. John, John were like, why did we, why do we wait until now? To, to do this studio thing, to do this live recording or remote recording thing. Like, why do mm-hmm. we wait this long? Now we have done it. So imagine how much more that, that 
you know, that we're going to be able to reap the fruits of that as we go out and play. If that's another year, if that's another two years, whatever it turns out to be, those, those fruits will come back to us because now we're going to have another branch, another avenue of, of, you know, being able to connect with other musicians and even monetize as well. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly where I wanted to, that's where the switch was at. I was like, well, I just need to do this, to record my stuff at the house. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you don't want to do that anymore. You don't want to play that music. Well, okay, well make your own music. Right. What do you need to do? Well, probably just get a MacBook and it's got garage band and all that crap in it and just don't be ready to go. Okay. Well, sell some gear and get a MacBook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah check <laughs> right so that's what it became quickly for me it became an obsession you know whole gear acquisition syndrome gas all that yeah. stuff oh, yeah. but it it became crystal clear to me chris that that's what i was going to start doing getting into recording getting into different avenues of um of of creativity and a lot of that is you know content creation mm-hmm. right um and content creation is can transcend into music right if you're creating music you're creating them or creating music for different platforms like you know air gigs or you know there's there you're trying to you know solicit your business if you mm-hmm. will yep right so that's what I made a decision that like, yeah, I can do that. Okay. That's something I can do. Right. Cause I'm not necessarily worried about the money. That's not an issue. I've got all the time in the world, you know, good Lord willing. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't I just focus on doing stuff that I want to do and I can get so much more done that way as opposed to having to hustle to make ends meet playing live shows around town. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and the thought of that, like it just completely transformed everything I was thinking about. It went from doom and gloom to like, let's get to work. Yeah. You know, like complete shift, you know, in, in, in like 24 hours, Chris, I'm talking like, you know, within 24 hours I was making, I was like, okay. So luckily for me, you know, during the pandemic, like everybody started playing guitar. So I was able to sell some gear and yeah, you know, you know, got a, got a job and got a good paying gig. There you um, go. you know, day job, shout out to Swanee lumber. <laughs> Boom. Um, you know, it, but, 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 I just, I just, but my point is like, I was super focused, man, like laser focused. It was, it was a, um, just a complete, you know, 180. Well, that's what it takes is just a, a big mental shift and like, you know, what am I going to hold on to that's making me feel a certain way if that's negative or if that's jaded or if that's whatever, what am I going to hold on to? Um, Versus what you might look forward to, you know, what, what gets you up in the morning, what makes you feel positive, um, and gets you, you know, kind of out there. Um, 
And that's what John and I are hoping with, with an episode like this is that it can shed light on, you know, things like, you know, so many people went through this type of thing mm-hmm. and to find yourself on the other side of it in a much brighter, positive light is very rewarding. It is, man. It is. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful that honestly, man, like you, you just gotta be able to, and I think it's just gets back around to our generation, man, that we got from, from the boomers, man, of like just resiliency, man. Like, okay, this clearly (laughs) is not happening. Okay. For a lot of reasons, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Right. What are you going to do about it? And, and I think that that's where, that's where the rubber meets the road is, is, is action, not talk. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's all it was. It was just me talking. It was all feelings and emotions. Oh, I'm so, you know, you, you just, you're human. Your flesh is weak. You get caught up in all that stuff as opposed to, okay, figuring out, okay, what are you going to do about it? Like brain, write down some ideas, even if they're stupid, even if they're like, I don't, you know, shoot poor my wife, you know, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Uh, But, but I bet you guys are on OnlyFans. You guys are on there. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know. That's how we pay for our house. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But like, Like, write down some ideas, man. Like, literally write them down. Because a lot of times if you write stuff down and you see it on paper, it takes on a different kind of kind of light. But, you know, for me, man, and like, you know me, man, I'm all, you know, anytime I have what I think is a brilliant idea, um, most of the time, usually I get Chris involved because he's smarter than me and I uh-huh. value his opinion and I, and I want to make sure I'm not... <laughs> stupid like Like, this seems amazing would you please tell me let me ask let me yeah chris i got this great idea i got this let me hear let me hear yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so but anyway like i'm just like the 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 conduit of creativity man it's like a there's like a valve on it man every so often the the valve release will hit and something Mm -hmm. will come through i'm like oh oh hold on Oh, wait a uh, second. That, that valve release produced this podcast. Yes. So that's that's what happened, Chris. I had a had a little little the the valve released and I got a I got a some inspiration, man. A little essence came out. You know, some essence <laughs> came out, a little drip of essence. <laughs> How dare you use that uh, word essence. essence? Yes, I got a little drip of essence yes so yeah that's 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 what happened chris right it was just i just had light bulb moment and everything shifted for me um but you know i i, I do wish i would have done it sooner but i just it was timing it just wasn't mm-hmm. the right time mm-hmm. you know comes, and i think that, that the timing it, 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 a lot of it is what we're, sometimes what we're ready for too you know like right have we experienced enough to get, get us ready for the next thing, you know? Right. And, and you more so than me, you know, you were already doing the YouTube channel with your drum covers and, you know, you're putting out content on your Instagram. Um, so you're, you, you're, you're ahead of that game than me. I fear 
social media. Mm. It's the devil, if you ask me. My mama say it's the devil. Devil. <laughs> so, There's a B. There's a B in there. Devil. That's right. That's right. Devil. So, but but anyway, like that's the future, man. Okay. That that really is the future going forward for gun for hires. Okay. I just, you know, I think that that's probably you know um, the best thing to do if you're wanting to make a residual income as a musician is start up an Instagram and YouTube following the end. TikTok. Don't forget don't <laughs> forget know, TikTok. Honestly, oh, TikTok is huge. Uh yeah, how I'm, can I'm I seeing these guys spend one year growing a YouTube and TikTok channel together with the same niche, right? And these guys are pulling in like fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars at the end of the year, you know, they've taken on sponsorship deals. That's exactly right. You know, but you so, gotta, you gotta you be know, like one year in it, like hard in the paint. <laughs> like this yeah, is what I'm going to, you got to go hard in the paint, Chris, you got to <laughs> body up some mofos, man. Yep, you know what I'm yep. saying? You got to yep. just straight up like, you know, um, the thing about social media is consistency. If that, you don't stay consistent, you become irrelevant yes, overnight. You don't. Yeah, right. It's a, yeah, it's, I, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a monster. It's a beast. Yeah, that's what I, I was just. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but mm. that's the thing about social media, man. Like, like that's a full time gig doing that stuff. Okay, you people don't realize that the editing, okay, all the editing that you got to do, right? S you know, syncing audio and video, right? More editing. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's not like you can just like, oh, I'm gonna film myself, upload to YouTube, hit the button, and it, everything. Like, no. Mm -hmm. Like these TikTok, people, TikTok can be that way, and that's kind of the beauty of that platform. Yeah, that that platform is be that's beautiful that way because it's just real, like pure, you know. Right. But yeah, and, all the and, editing that goes into YouTube, dude. I probably spend not not as much now, but fifteen to twenty hours a week just editing content. And that's what I'm saying, man. So you either put your your hours into live playing that way, you, you know, those hours that that that's required. You're, you can put that into social media and probably over time, it's just as beneficial. I mean, you, you don't have to be at like, you know, you know, Joe Rogan podcast numbers. Like you just have to have like, if you, you know, what are we talking, Chris? What? 15,000 followers. Mm, I mean, yeah, you want to 20, 10,000 10, is a nice number to kind of hit, you know, straight up, you know, you, that, that 10,000 so, subscribers slash followers would be good. Yeah. So, so, um, I think that, um, that's, that's where if you're smart, that's where you all invest your time, you know, yeah some to live playing, but also some to developing your brand on social media. So I think that that's kind of, you know, um, that's the future, man. And you better it get is. with it. It is you better it get is. with it guys. Get with it for real. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope that you guys took away some, some great things from this. I mean, from, from my perspective kind of quickly is, is, you know, and John, John can definitely speak to this is like as a side man, as a, as a musician that, you know, you're dependent upon artists so much to get your gigs. The other thing you're dependent upon is for them to make good decisions because yeah. your career oh boy. ultimately 
depends on how well they decide their career. And I think what it came down for me is that I just got tired of being in bands for a year, year and a half, two years. And at the end of it, the artist would make terrible decisions along the way, say yes to too many yes. things, or even more detrimental yep. saying the word no too often. And all oh you could, all you could do is just see the erosion and you're kind of standing there watching it happen around you. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, like John said, you kind of take it, take the reins in your own hands and, and just say, I'm not, I'm not going to put my fate into, to other people's, you know, I'm not going to give it to them. I'm going to, I'm going to take hold of this. And like, like, you know, like he said, just, it's not going to be words anymore. It's going to be actions. And those actions are going to be taking your own fate, taking control of that and, and moving forward. Yeah. And I think that's basically, that's it. That's the moral of the story, man. I, you know, is ultimately, you know, you know, you can, if you, you do what you, you say you're going to do, don't, don't talk about it, like do it. Okay. Right. And yeah. that's easier said than done, but you know, you figure out what, uh, what you want to do. And once you, you know, can articulate that, then it's time to do. So mm -hmm. I think that's what, that's, that's, that's ultimately what you got to do, man. But, um, uh, make no mistake about it. You know, you're not going to replace going out and playing live shows. You definitely going to have to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, golly, man, these cats that are playing on these TikToks and YouTube, I mean, these are some killer players. I mean, like these guys are players. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now I don't know what, if they can do that in the context of a band setting, but at least that backing track they're rocking is pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So point is, is that, that I just feel like that's kind of where you're, you're going to start to see a shift, right. Towards more of that being, okay, well, he's a content creator. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's, that's going to be happening. part of the music. I mean, it's, it's definitely yeah. happening because there's, you know, like events like the NAMM show, like there's, there's a badge you can throw around your, around your neck that says social media influencer. There you go. You know, yeah, social, I mean, social media badge around your neck, you know. Right. And and for me doing the studio stuff, man, like I got the capability to do video also. Like if if for whatever reason I decide, hey, I want to start doing that. I have that capability in my mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this idea was kind of all encompassing for that. Right. You know, content creation, podcast, recording. Mm -hmm. you know, being able to do, have those three elements at my disposal with a push of a button is it's the wave of the future, man. And I, that's exactly what happened to me. And that's like, I got to do, start doing that. Yep. And that's what we did, Chris. That's it. Well, here we are. <laughs> here we yeah. are. Well, final, final thing I'll say on this is just, if you're, if you're going through this and you're still in a negative space to, um, don't spend too much time there. You know, I know that it's hard. Don't do it, man. There. It is. It's easier said than done, but it you're is. right, it's man. True. You gotta... It's easy for me to say just, Hey, you can, you can get through this. You can make it. It's different for everyone. And we know that you can't say the, you know, the same brushstrokes are for everybody. Um, but you know, try not to try not to find yourself there too often and definitely not for too long. You know, I mean, John and I probably spent six months of our lives in 2020 there and, probably was too long, yeah. not. but it, it definitely brought us to a place to where we are now. We're in 2022 and, um, 
you know, I'm just, I'm hoping for, for people that are out there that may be going through that, just push through it. There's a brighter yeah. side to it for sure. And, and we're here to, we're here to definitely share that and say that. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't echo that uh, loud enough. Um, you just got to keep on keeping on, man, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's one thing about artists or, or musicians, man. It's like, you've got that, that, that yearning inside of you. Most of the, at least most of them I know, man, it's like, they're pretty resilient cats, man. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that was a good one, man. That's it, man. I think, keep I on think keeping we cover, on. Cover, we can, I think we maybe covered that's, it. Maybe man. that's the title. We didn't come up with a title. Keep yet. on keeping keep on. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. <laughs> or L-I-V-I-N, like McConaughey says, man. Yeah. All yeah. right, all right. All right, all right. Well, John, let's uh, let's close up episode 49. The The next one uh, 49. is, is going to be special. You guys... You guys get ready for that one. Episode fifty is going to be going to be a fun one. Oh boy, it's going to be a hoedown. I may, I may even I may even put like just wear like pasties and a grape leaf <laughs> and some cowboy boots. See, see some cowboy boots. Yep. Please <laughs> see how Please that one that. goes. Over. Put no. that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you want to build a following? Yep. Well, I'll show you in two easy steps. Yep. yep. All right, John. Say the magic words and let's get out of here. Yes, sir. Uh, I believe it is. We are out.